right, welcome back everyone to the Newt News podcast. Unfortunately, we had ourselves another disappointing series. Uh, went into Milwaukee and lost two of three. Pitching looked pretty shaky uh, in game one and game three. Uh, Flaherty walked a lot of batters again, and Woodford looked a little bit better than he did in his first start, but still, still pretty shaky. Um, what were our, your key takeaways from this series, Gravy? Yeah, so in terms of this series, uh, we left a lot of people on base. Um, over three games, we left 28 men on base. And in this last game against the Brewers, where we lost 6-1, we let, we were 1-for-10 with runners in scoring position. So obviously, we need our offense to be clicking in key moments. And right now, it's not really doing that. Um, so we need to uh, work on that aspect. And as well as that, our pitching needs to be solidified. And we need uh, we need to be stronger in that in that uh, region yeah the the runners in scoring position uh, hitting was not not great today at all um we've been hearing the announcers talk about how great the cardinals are with two outs and like have, having the highest batting average in the league with two outs or whatever i don't think that's the case anymore unfortunately uh but yeah we definitely need to to have a little bit more run production um and with the pitching as it stands it's it's kind of not going to hold up I'm going to spin a little bit more of a positive take. I think Jordan Walker has shown that he's major league ready. Um, we saw him hit his second home run the other day, uh, laser um, in the left field. And we've seen him take really good at bats. I think he's he's proven that he can be exactly what Cardinal fans were hoping. I was a little bit skeptical coming out of spring training. He looked a little bit shaky towards the end there, but I think he's definitely major league ready. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And, you know, through nine games, he has nine. Um, he's a nine-game hitting streak. So he's, I think, tied Ted Williams for most game, most games with a hit to start off the season um, for in, French, in franchise history. So that's great to see. We hope he continues that. And if he reaches 12 games, he'll be tied with first. Um, so let, let's hope for that. Yeah, uh, for such a young hitter, he's showing really good discipline, really good um, just hitting skills in general. We'd like to see the defense improve a little bit, but he's only been playing the outfield for like six months, so we'll give him a break there. Um, what do you think the Cardinals should do about the pitching situation, and are you worried going into the Colorado series? Yeah, I mean, obviously going to Colorado, it's going to be a tough matchup. I mean, their offense is always insane, especially in Coors Field. Um, I am concerned about, you know, our guys, Mats, Michaelis, and Flaherty. Those are the matchups for this upcoming series. Um, luckily, we are facing the back end of that Rockies rotation with Marquez, Freeland, and Arania. So I think our offense can uh, prop us up there. But yes, the pitching is a little concerning. Um We'll have to see how they perform in Colorado, but I'm hoping we can we can overpower them with our offense. Yeah, I remember last season, Michaelis had an ERA in the twos and then went to Colorado course field, has historically had not a lot of success there, and then gave up like 10 runs. His ERA was in the mid threes after that. And he just historically hasn't had a lot of success at course field. Um, hopefully that'll change, but it's definitely a really tough environment to pitch at uh, for any pitcher. So I'm really hoping this rotation will survive at least this series. Hopefully we win all three games. Colorado is not a very good team. Um, they 
are still in a rebuilding phase kind of in the middle of nowhere. I expect if we were playing them at home, I would expect a sweep. But here, when you go to Colorado, it's you, you never really know what you're going to get. Um, what are your expectations for this lineup going into the series? Yeah, I mean, I think Jordan Walker's going to continue his hot streak. We've seen what he can do these uh, these past nine games. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping he'll continue that. And, of course, Goldie, Arnato, our big three. Um, those guys are producing well, of course. And um, even our even like our bottom nine guys are, are really doing well. Um, Tommy Edmond has been a little uh, shaky recently, but I think he'll, uh, he'll bring it back in this couple game of series. Yeah, the, the one player that I think is the only real easy out that plays somewhat consistently is Andrew Kisner. Um, 0 for 3 today with with three strikeouts. Definitely not a good look um, to see that. Um, we need a backup catcher that can hit, but I don't know if they're going to address that at all. Um, we could send Kisner down to AAA, call up Herrera or Barrera, have a couple options there, um, see what happens. But I don't think Kisner is, is going to be viable there uh did not have a good game today um has not had a good year overall but i still think the lineup will mash when it comes to to course field uh we have nolan arnado obviously who's played the majority of his career in colorado so that'll be fun to see again now uh, we've seen that a couple of times uh he always hits a home run when he goes back to course so i'm expecting another one uh this time around so Let's play some hit streak. Um, the two of us have not been doing too too hot uh, with with this game. I think we're. I think I lost it again today. I picked Nolan Gorman, uh, and you and Sandy both had Paul Goldschmidt. Sandy's still alive with like an eight nine day hit streak. So, um, who are you taking against uh, Armand Marquez tomorrow? Ooh, you know, Armand Marquez is a lefty. And we have no, continually not. hit well against him. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you kidding me? I swear to God, he's a lefty. We did this last week too. Oh, sorry, that's a cut. No, you're good. You're good. I know. I swear. I swear. I'm going to ask Sandy. He's going to say the same thing. He's going to say, I think he's a lefty. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to lead into that again? Sorry. I don't remember what I said, but um, okay. Uh, so who who would you take tomorrow for your history against Armand Marquez? Yeah, I mean, basically what you said about Arnado, like he he's back at home, he's back where he's played for most of his career. So I'm going to take Arnado against Marquez. I'm not really sure who to take because it seems like whenever I take someone these last couple of days, it just ends up being wrong. So I'm going to go with Brendan Donovan. Again, uh, I think he's been in a little bit of a slump, but I expect him to break back out of it. He's a really good hitter, um, really good on base stuff. And Coors is a really big outfield, so I expect a couple of hits to drop for him uh, tomorrow night. Before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to cover okay. a little bit of our MPB news again for week two. Uh, unfortunately, the Yomuri Giants have lost five consecutive games in their first 10 games of the season. This is the first time they've done that since 2011 and the fifth time that that's happened in club history. The SoftBank Hawks starting pitchers 
have been winning pitchers in the team's first four games of the season. The last time the club did so was in 1954 as the Nakai Hawks when the starters were winning pitchers in seven consecutive games from opening day. Uh, the Yakult Swallows, they're on a really big hot streak. First team in 80 years to win their first four games from opening day while allowing two runs total in those four games. Um, last team to do it did it in 1943. So that's a pretty historic uh, win for them there. The Rakuten Eagles pitcher Yuki Matsui indeed got his 200th career save in MPB. Ninth player to reach that mark and was the youngest player to reach that mark. Rakuten Eagles hitter Hidoto Asamura hit his 300th career double. He was the 76th player in MPB history to reach that mark. And again, for the Eagles, uh, former Yankee pitcher Masahiro Tanaka got his 1500th strikeout career in NPB, 59th pitcher in history to do that record. He also has 991 strikeouts in MLB, and he only needs nine more um, to reach 25 career strikeouts combined between the two leagues. So that's pretty impressive. And lastly, to no one's surprise, Roki Sasaki, a star for Team Japan in the WBC, made his first start. Uh, coming back from that tournament and was completely unhittable. Six innings pitched, one hit, no runs, 11 strikeouts, no walks, uh, and topped 102 miles per hour. So very impressive for him there. And a bonus stat, uh, combining MLB and MPB, none of the Samurai Japan starters has yet to record a loss in a start. Everyone is perfectly clean. Yeah, and I mean, it's important to note that Roki Sasaki is only 21 years old, so... I mean, we're just seeing immaculate stuff from him. A lot to, a lot to continue watching him in his early career. Yeah, I mean, still a couple of years away from coming to being able to come over to MLB. But if the Cardinals are, are listening, uh, I wouldn't mind having some uh, 102 on the on the bump that isn't from our good friend Jordan Hicks, uh, who throws 103, but he throws it really straight right down the middle um, and gets hit really hard. So. I think, I think Roki knows what he's doing a little bit more. All right, everyone, thanks so much for watching this episode of Newt News. A short one today, um, but not we, did, we didn't want to talk too much about the disappointing uh, series. Uh, I think you guys all know what's going on. The pitching is needs need some help, and that's kind of about it. Um, but yeah, be sure to follow us on social media at Newt News Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, be sure to check out our merch. It'll be linked in the description. Got lots of uh, new colors actually uh, for for our new news shirts. And we're always working on on exciting projects here. Um, we'll be back with you next week to cover some more series.